Okay, y'all, the wait is over. If you've been following me on social media or you've been listening to my recent podcast, you know that I have a very special guest joining me in my series called Love After Divorce Success Stories. Well, it will be on Monday, April 18th, and many of you will know my guest from her podcast, Come Follow Me For Us. It is none other than Melanie Wellman Stroud. I am so excited to share our interview about the beautiful, happy life that she has created after going through a difficult divorce. It includes her story and how she met her new husband and how she is happily remarried now. Spoiler alert, they may or may not have met at a family reunion in Alabama. You'll have to tune in to find out. Anyways, you will not want to miss this interview. So check it out. April 18th. Today, I'm going to talk to you about talking to your kids about divorce. Um, how do you talk to your kids about separating or getting a divorce? This is an important question. And you all know that if you're currently considering separation or divorce, um, or in the midst of separation or divorce, you're already dealing with a lot of emotions of your own, just accepting the reality of your situation. And the thought of telling your children can be overwhelming and bring on another huge pile of emotions and decisions. I will never forget the day when my ex-husband told our children that he was moving out. I could barely hold it together. It felt surreal, like it was happening outside of me. Um, my kids were young. My oldest son was six and my daughter, no, my oldest son was eight. My daughter was six and then my younger son was two. And we were all sitting around our circular kitchen table and I watched my oldest son's face as his dad told him the news that he was going to be moving out. And he was visibly shocked and immediately sad. And he and I both started crying and I still feel sick when I think about it. I only share this with you so that you know that it is possible to have this talk with your children it is hard, but you can do it. And, um, we all survived it and you can too. And, um, I'm here to tell you it was the best thing for me and my children as difficult as it was, um, at that time. Um, it's a conversation you would never choose to have, but, I do remember kneeling in prayer with my son later that evening and praying for courage and strength to get through the changes in our family that we were dealing with. And I remember telling him that I would be there with him every day, just like I always had been, and that we would get through this together and we would just take it one day at a time. And that is exactly what we did. Um, there were definitely harder days and, um, at times they, it seemed heavy and long, um, and there was a lot of uncertainty and what was going to happen in our future and, um, what was happening, you know, 
and coming ahead. But there were a lot of things that stayed the same during that time. And I was still there every day for my children, just like I always had been. And in hindsight, most of our lives didn't change. Um, most of my life and my kids' lives stayed consistent and stable. And I think that made it easier for us to deal with the separation and divorce and with me becoming a single mom, um, for a time, we just took it one day at a time and dealt with what we had to every day. So, um, several of my current clients are in this early stages of separation or divorce and have children. And this is a topic that I have been discussing with them recently. And I thought it was important to share with you guys here on the podcast. Um, it's an important question. How do you talk to your children about separating or divorcing? Um, what do you tell them and how? So I've spent some time thinking about this and, um, considering it, remember sort of the things that I did and I've helped other people do over the years, advised people to do in coaching. And, um, I've come up with six recommendations, um, for you, six steps that you guys can use and apply in your, your life as, as you're discussing this with your children. Um, the first is to be open and honest with them about what's happening, but do it in a way that is age appropriate and does not assign blame. Um, do it at a time when you are calm and confident enough to discuss it, you know, the details of the situation and what is happening, um, without having a major breakdown. I think some tears are fine. But a complete sobbing, crying mess of a mom um, at the time is not ideal. You don't want your reaction to be the traumatic thing that they remember about this situation. Um, I would answer their questions if, if they have questions, but don't get into complicated legal stuff with your kids. Keep it simple and focus on the facts, such as dad's moving out or mom's moving out or where, you know, this is what's happening right now. Uh, we're separating for a time, um, without making promises that you can't keep or assuming the best or the worst about the future. Um, just tell them, you know, the facts about what is happening right now and, um, keep talking about the situation as things evolve and change. Don't make it a one and done conversation that you never address again, keep the dialogue open, but also don't make it a traumatic big deal where you say, we're going to sit down and have this huge, you know, discussion and, and, and make it dramatic. Just keep it really simple and stay calm and just tell them the details, um, the facts, and then answer questions as calmly as you can. Um, second, talk to them about their feelings, um, in a casual, non-confronting way, get really curious, uh, and ask them questions that require more than a yes or no answer. And make sure that you know that there's no wrong or right way to feel about the situation. Some kids may feel angry. Others may feel sad or hurt or worried or confused. 
um, or many other emotions or all of those emotions. Um, it's important that you express empathy and validation, no matter what they're feeling and give them an opportunity to express their feelings in a creative way. If they don't choose to talk about it a lot, I think it's still important to encourage them to draw, or if they play piano, play piano or drums. My kids are musical. I have piano player and a drummer both played, did both. And, um, that was helpful for them banging on the drums or playing loud piano music. Um, my oldest son wrote a lot of music as he was growing up. And, and that was one way that he could express his feelings and he would share songs with me and share, you know, chords with me. And I could, you know, get the feeling from that. And that would give us a way to talk about how he was feeling, but even really young children, you can encourage them to draw a picture or punch a pillow or a punching bag, or even go outside and yell. If, if that's what they feel like doing, encourage them to talk about how they're feeling and let them know that any way that they're feeling is totally fine and give them a way to, to express that feeling and get it out. And, um, I think that's really helpful. Not every child is going to want to talk about it or continue talking about it. So giving them other ways to express it um, can really help them and let them know that you care about how they feel about everything and that you understand, you know, it's, it's a big change and there's, there's feelings that go along with that. Okay. The third step is make sure that both parents separately tell the children that the decision to separate or divorce is an adult decision and it has nothing to do with them in any way. Many times children blame themselves, even when there's no rational reason for them to be at fault or for that they could possibly take responsibility or blame. It just happens. They, they assume they must've done something to cause this in some way. So I think it's important that both parents take the opportunity to reassure each of the children individually that they are in no way responsible for this decision, that it's a, this, an adult decision and that the bonds of love between the parent to the children is still there no matter where the parent lives, that you will always love your children and be there for them. Even if you're the parent, that's not living in the home with them, primarily um, make sure they understand that that bond with them isn't one that can be separated or divorced, that it will always be there. And that if the both parents feel like they, they don't want to be together anymore or don't want to live in the same home or don't want to be married anymore, that that's an adult decision. And that is not their fault and has nothing to do with them. And that your love for them and both parents love for the children and the bond with them stays strong and in place, no matter where they live. I think that's really important. All right. The fourth step is help your children turn to God for comfort and hope. Life is full of unexpected changes and trials. And this new situation in your family, the separation or divorce or both, it, it can be a time of spiritual growth for their faith and trust in God. As you teach and exemplify this in your life, you can even 
<clears throat> use scriptural examples to help them learn from the examples of other people going through difficult times in the scriptures and staying faithful and strong. Um, just this week, our family is studying Exodus and we were talking about Moses's example with the children of Israel and the wonderful example of the Lord providing protection from Pharaoh's army when Moses parted the Red Sea and the children of Israel were able to leave on dry ground and the Lord destroyed their enemies. Um, the Lord also provided for their daily needs by giving them manna and quail to eat every day. Even though they were wandering in the wilderness, the Lord provided their food, their bread and meat. Um, so this is just one little way that you could talk about how, no matter what happens, even if you're walking around in the wilderness and you don't have a home, the Lord will provide the things you need protection and food. And, um, it's just a reassuring way to help them grow their faith and strengthen their trust in God, that God will provide for whatever they need, even though things are changing and can, can be hard. We can still trust that God is in control and aware of all that we're experiencing and will help us however we need it. So I think that is really important. <clears throat> the fifth um, step to talking to your children about divorce or separation is to keep everything else in their lives as normal as possible, school, church, extracurricular activities, their friends. Um, when there's one major change in your life and the life of your children, it's really not a good time to move out of state or move away from family or change jobs. Um, it's just really important to try to keep everything else in their lives and yours the same, if possible. I realize that this is not always possible, but make it your goal. And if you do have to move and change um, your location, change your job, try to make the least amount of changes possible so that you and your children can have some stability at this time and some things that stay the same. Um, the sixth step is use your support system. Now is the time to ask for extra support from your family, your church family, your friends, your neighbors. Don't be shy about asking for extra support and participation from your family and friends at this time. You and your children need it, even if you don't think you do. Um, I will never forget um, how this played out in my life during this time, a good friend of ours from church, um, was able to help my son with his Pinewood Derby car, uh, right after his father had moved out and I was gone and not available to help. Um, he needed good role models in his life at this time to spend time with him, men that cared about him and wanted to take some extra time with him. And this was a good friend of ours that we had known for many years. My son had known and trusted him and they, he didn't have any children at this time, he and his wife. And so he, he was able to come and get my oldest son and just spend some one-on-one -on -one time with um, him in their home. And they would invite him over to work on the Pinewood Derby car and have dinner with him. And then he and his wife came and watched the race when it was actually time to race the cars. And my son even won. 
And it was just such a blessing for me and my son during that time. And I know it made him feel extra special, um, that our good friend was taking this time with him and he didn't miss out on that opportunity of building the car, something that they, you know, boys usually do with their dads. He was still able to do that, even though his dad was available at that time. And it was, it was just such a wonderful blessing to me and my son that, um, he did that. And, you know, it, it can be a little awkward if you make it that way, um, asking for that type of help, but when it's for my children, it's not awkward for me. I don't hesitate. I, I want everything to be the very best for them that it possibly could be. And even though our situation wasn't ideal, um, I, I didn't hesitate to reach out and ask for help for my son in a way that I thought was important for him and that he needed. And our, our good friend was, was more than happy to do it. And I think he enjoyed it too. Um, it was just a blessing for all of us. So another thing that I really uh, think is important is trying to spend one-on-one -on -one time with each child, um, at least occasionally, maybe once a month or every couple months, just, just try to get a little bit of one-on-one -on -one time with each of your children, just to check in with them and show them a little bit of extra love and care during this time to just help them know you know, you're aware of what's going on in their life. And, and, you know, you can, it can be great for both of you to talk about, you know, things are changing and they're different and some days are hard and it can be a really good way that you guys can connect you and each of your children and that you can, you know, share and, you know, that it's hard sometimes, but sometimes it just feels like normal. And, um, I think that's important too. So these are my six steps that I recommend that you follow. If you need to talk to your children about separation or divorce or both, um, these are the things that I did in my life and I have recommended to many women and, and I think it's really the best way to do it. So if you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear if you try this, how it goes, I'd love to hear back from you and find out how it's going. And <clears throat> I'd love to help you through your difficult time. If you're dealing with divorce or separation in any way. So please go to my website at jenzingmark.com, schedule a consultation and let's chat about what's going on with you. And I'd love to help you during this time. So thanks for listening and have a great week. If you enjoyed what you have heard here today, please share it with your friends and anyone who might need some love and support. I would be so grateful if you would subscribe, rate, and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Are you struggling with the trials of divorce? There is a path to find joy in your journey. I would love to help you. Go to jenzingmark.com to get all the info. There you'll find a free download to help you start thinking happier thoughts today. And you can sign up to receive my weekly newsletter. If you like what you've heard here and want to dive deeper into this work, sign up for a free mini session with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.